This is the smell of the leftover tuna fish sandwich you left in your lunchbox over the weekend in a wimpy trash bag. Wimpy, wimpy, wimpy! Blech! And this is the smell of that same sandwich in a hefty, ultra-strong trash bag. Hefty, hefty, hefty! Ah, <sighs> smell the difference? Hefty Ultra Strong has Arm & Hammer with continuous odor control, so no matter what's inside your trash, hmm, you can stay one step ahead of Stinky. And for bigger jobs, try the superior strength of Hefty Large Black Bags. Long Unmuted. Welcome. No start on music? Okay, we good. We good. Welcome, 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 ladies and gentlemen, to the Butterfly Evolution and the Vibration Radio special premiere show tonight. Um, we're really excited about tonight's show. Um, Tammy, you there with me? I am here with you. Hello, everyone. Oh, okay. Just making sure, just making sure you were so quiet over there. All right, cool, cool, cool. I can go with my professional intro now. <laughs> uh, welcome tonight. Um, we're real excited about tonight's show. I don't know if you guys um, have followed us maybe a few months ago. We did a show similar to this, just trying to bring attention and awareness um, to certain topics that we feel is very, very important um, to our community, to our nation overall. So we're real excited about tonight's show. Um, just so you can be aware, the title is The Rise and Fall of the One Man, Room Man, and we're going to explain the points that we're going to discuss um, throughout the show, uh, we're going to try to provide you with much information and resources throughout the show. And to help us with that, we have Brother Ramiel L. Bay joining us tonight. And we're going to bring him in shortly, just right after um, Tammy gives her opening remarks. And we're going to get right into the show. There will be no promoting, no commercials, no breaks. We're going to get as much information as we possibly can within these two hours. Tammy? Hello, everyone, again. I just want to thank you all for tuning in with us tonight. hope that you are coming with an open mind, ready to receive. Um, I want to give a big up to our, our women, just give a shout-out so that, in, in hopes that we have that open mind to learn and grow and better connect and allow our kings to lead us. Uh, more than anything tonight, I want our women, including myself, to hear the heart of our kings. So, I want to skip the trash can concept. I want to skip all of that because really none of that really matters if we don't get back to a place, our rightful place. So I just want to start there. Thank you all again for tuning in. Absolutely, absolutely. So, again, the topic is the rise and fall of the woman. Um, I'm going to briefly give you the points that we're going to talk about. And I suggest you get your notebooks out, um, your, your phone, where you got your notepad out, your pen, whatever you do to take notes, your voice recorder. And, of course, you can always catch the archives at the Butterfly Evolution on blogtalkradio.com forward slash Butterfly Evolution and also blogtalkradio.com forward slash Vibration Radio. But if you want this knowledge right now, I suggest you get your voice recorders or your notebook, your pen, have your iPads and ready because we're going to, really get into some really important issues. The first talking point that we're going to address will be systems of matriarchal government. The second talking, talking point we're going to address is the suppression, oppression of women in ancient and modern times. The third talking point, a look into the historical women who broke ground. And the fourth talking point, reawaken the queens and build unity. And, of course, if you have any comments or questions, please feel free to join us in the chat room on Facebook, inbox me and Tammy Gator, 
on our Facebook pages, and we'll make sure that we get your comments and questions out as much as possible. We're going to kind of play it by ear with the actual phone calls or the callers because we want to make sure we get the information out. If we do get enough, a lot of information out, then, of course, we'll be welcoming to, you know, for the questions, on, you know, live questions online for you to press one and things of that nature. So we're just going to play that by ear. But without further ado, we're going to get Brother uh, Romeo L. Bay on the line and get this show started. What's going on, brother? There's a lot more. Hotel, Ash, Lincoln. How are you all doing today? Great, great, feeling great, feeling good, man. Um, for me, I just want to personally thank you and Tammy for you know allowing this opportunity to get this important information out. I know you know you do a lot of studying and you take a lot of sacrifice, a lot of your time to to make this you know information um, available to us. So I you know I just my personal thank to you and Tammy for allowing this. Oh, thank you, Anthony. I appreciate the, uh, thank you. I appreciate the chance. There's no greater work to be doing right now. Oh, yeah, absolutely. And with that being said, brother, if you don't mind, we're going to talk about the first talking point, um, the systems of matriarchal government. But if you don't mind, I'm, I'm going to just start off with a statement. It's going to be like kind of a statement and a question, but at any time, if you if you want to you know, cut me off or, or whatever the case may be, feel free. Um, I just want to try to help our audience, both listening audience, just to get a concept of what we're doing. And for those who don't know, I'm going to break down what patriarchal and matriarchal is, and then I'm going to go into one of my sources, uh, one of my sources after my study, and then I'm going to ask um, Brother a question, and then we're going to go from there. Okay, patriarchal, pretty much government, is pretty much just simply put, when the men have the most powerful members in the culture. Okay, matriarchal, a woman who is recognized as being the head of a family, community, or people. Um, from, from my research, this is our original form. Okay, now the source that I'm using is Intro to African Civilization. Um, I'm going to give you the exact page number, and then I'm going to ask uh, Brother Ramiel the question that I have for him. Just give me a second. I don't know why I didn't do this before. I should have um, pulled this up. Tanya, anything you want to add? Should I pull this um, document up real quick? Um, well, I it, it may not. I'll, I'll wait out because it won't tie into what you're you're doing right now, and may take up too much of the time. So I think mine will fall in our second topic that we're going to be discussing. But uh, I don't have anything okay, okay, on that. Okay, okay, okay. All right, one, second, one, one, second, one. Just kind of tell us a little bit about your. Yeah, I was going to say while we're waiting for you. Uh, to bring that up, let's have our special guest just tell us a little bit about himself and what he's been doing in his area and things like that. Okay. Well, you know, we've, um, as everyone knows, this is Ramiel Ilbe. I'm in the uh, San Francisco, California territory. Uh, we're doing a lot of work out here right now. You know, we've got um, a lot of the moors are getting uh, a lot more active. Um, with trying to get the information out, uh, we've actually got a huge event coming up with the elder, um, Todd Sharif Bay, who's uh, my mentor, coming out uh, June the 8th it's on a Sunday. So that's the event that we have going on now, getting ready for that. And um, other than that, uh, just taking each moment I can, you know, to uh, reach and teach one. And why? If you all don't mind, why Anthony is uh, pulling that up, 
I wanted to, if it's okay, Here bring up the fact that this is El Haj Malik El Shabazz is born day. And Absolutely. just to give him his recognition, um, most call him Malcolm X. Uh, but this is his his celestial return day, and I feel like we're not we don't give him enough honor when when a lot of the other ancestors come up. Uh, we've been taught that it's okay to recognize them, but because of his his tactics towards revolutionizing the spirit of the Asiatics, he kind of swept under the rug. I know within our community we recognize him, but sometimes we get to pay him the homage that he rightfully deserves. And with this being his born day, I especially want the ancestors to know that uh, I'm going I'm going to do the job that he left for me to do, especially with this subject. Absolutely, absolutely. And I was able to get there. You know what's going on. I apologize for that. I got so many things in front of me because I want to make sure um, this be the best possible journey and show for us tonight. Um, what I'm going to do, I'm just going to read this quote, and then I'll follow it up with a question. And like I said, anytime you can cut me off or whatever the case may be. But this source is from the intro of African Civilizations um, by John G. Jackson, and I believe um, Dr. Henry Clark also put some um, writings in here as well. Um, but it's page 51 that I'm primarily talking about. And it talks about the prearchial and the matriarchal and how it talks about the false story of Adam and Eve. Now, I want people to really tune in and be open. The false story of Adam and Eve in the Old Testament of the Bible. And this is a quote directly from that page. In the Old Testament of the Bible, the first human group, we are told, was a married couple, Adam and Eve. This pair and their children were the first family, and the head of the family was Adam. In other words, patriarchal family. The idea of the primacy of the patriarchy with its male head and a subordinate position for women was held to be very to be the very foundation of human society. This theory is no longer tangible for we now know that the patriarchal family was not the primal human group. The first type of family was matriarchy. Since the role of the father in procreation was unknown. With that quote being said, brother, how do you relate what you want to talk about as far as the matriarchal government and compare that to the stories of, about Adam and Eve? Okay. Um, that's a great starting point. So, Let's introduce, uh, let me introduce kind of the system that we're dealing with when we say matriarchal and sort of its evolution. Um, I, w I do want the um, listeners to understand that when we're dealing with the, the uh, mythology of Adam and Eve, that that story starts 6,000 years ago. That story has no significance to you as Asiatic, none. That's not your story. And on, on this particular show, I'm going to speak very plainly because we, we're out of time in our community to be nice and kind of play with words. That story has nothing to do with you. You have existed on this planet for thousands of years prior to that. They have taken their story of creation and giving it to you, and, and, and I'll go get back into that. But what you'll find is that the first matriarchal system started out, um, as we know today, in forms of what's called totemism, and we touched on this on a prior show, 
Um, but the, the, this is where you get the system of naming cities, states, your surname, um, all of these things is from the system of totemism. And what that basically is, is you have a queen who reaches her point of ministration. Okay, at that point, in our culture, which usually happens at around 13, uh, she is considered an adult, a full-fledged woman. She gets to bear or she gets to have the totem of her mother. So whatever her mother is, that's what she is. And what that means is that each tribe or clan have different representations in nature as mm-hmm. to what they uh, represented as a tribe. So one tribe may be uh, the crocodile, and then there were certain attributes attributed to the crocodile, and that tribe would take on those attributes, not as the animal, but, for instance, the crocodile, if I remember correctly, was attributed uh, as part of the story of Ptah, uh, as part of the story of um, creation. So they would take on some of the attributes and, and, and with that mythology, and they would provide certain things to other clans, uh, such as corn, cotton, whatever they may, may have, and that would be their clan identity. Now, within that system of totemism, you have the matriarchal principle where everyone had a part to do, but the final say was of the elder woman. And so she, and she passed her totem on to each one of her children in the, in the, in the uh, uh, feminine line. Within that system, you have uh, men who have their roles, but they revered the woman because she was the only person who could create. And so she was revered for her ability to create life. And we understood that at this point, at this point in history, uh, at this point in time, to be the highest principle on the planet, the principle of creation, the ability to create. And that's why she was considered the head, because she was the life giver. She was the closest thing and is the closest thing to what you want to call God today that exists on the planet then and now. And I'll yield the floor just in case there's any questions about that uh, before I go too far. Good stuff. Good stuff. Tammy, anything you want to chime in? I'd like for you to to put a little bit more focus on when you say the head, when um, because of course you know we, um, yeah, just kind of go on what you mean about being. I know that seems a little off, but the being the head, the women. Okay, okay, okay. So we're we're at a 180 degrees right now, meaning that. Everything is completely reversed, and I do mean almost everything. When, when we say the head, that means the final set, the direction giver, the high priestess. The lineage went through her. Um, so to give you an example, 
of how what that kind of looked like. Today we have men who are considered to be preachers and uh, things like that, and they're supposed to be the one who gives a connection to uh, the creator in whatever religious organization that you're a part of. Most of that's going to be based on masculine energy. Our culture that we need to get back to is the opposite because we understood that because she is the life giver, that she is the only person who could indeed be the closest to the creator because she's endowed with the principle of creation. And so she was the one who gave spiritual direction. She actually was the one who worked in the marketplace, and the men a lot of times were the ones who actually stayed home and, and, and did things like the farming and stuff like that. The men actually made clothes. The men actually made dinner. And you, and you see that in the heliotech or what you call the Bible a lot, where you hear about men mm-hmm. cooking, but they don't really explain it. But you rarely will see, even in, in the heliotech, that women are cooking. You hear about men making a lentil soup, all these things, because that, that system comes out of the matriarchal fold. And so she was the one who, who pointed the direction for navigation uh, for, the, for the clans and tribes and everything. So if it was time to move because of weather, uh, she was the one who made the final decision. Now, the men may be the ones who go scout out different areas, but then they bring the information back to her, thinks over it, all the, all the elder women get together, they make a decision, and that's the direction the clan moves in. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Absolutely. Um, I, there's so many ways I want to kind of go with this, but one thing that comes to my mind, and this is just based off my research, you know, disagree or agree, but from what you just mentioned and what I read to you to begin the show, um, I felt that we, the men, I'm speaking to men, the king, or whatever you want to label it, probably had the first jealous bone on this universe, meaning because at some point we overtook and we manipulated the story because for whatever the reasons were, because I guess we started getting more physically stronger than the woman, and once we took overtook them physically, we started manipulating and putting stories in place to put everything offline. Um, do you agree or disagree with that? Well, two, two things. Um, that's going to go into the oppression and suppression, um, mm-hmm. and so we will be moving in, in, into that. And I would say, no, I don't agree with that, and I'll explain why whenever we're mm-hmm. ready to move in, because that is such an important understanding that we need to come to what happened, because... Um, I actually got a chance to do some research and find out what happened. And I'll even go into that research um, a little bit. So whenever you all are ready to move into the oppression side, um, then that will be the first thing that I I will address to make sure we get that question answered. Okay. Well, actually, we can, I mean, if you, unless you have another point, or Tammy have another point, because I don't want us to forget that, you can go right into it. Um, Tammy, before we move on. Well, there's, there's you, one you, more thing, if, if you all okay. um, don't mind, that I wanted to bring up so that we can make sure, sure. That there's a clear understanding. To, today, 
uh, we use what's called the solar calendar. And uh, uh, in ancient civilization, everything was based on the womb, the woman, the woman. So they use what's called the lunar calendar, which is which is based on the moon. Today we look at the at each day and daytime each, each day um, concludes um, sun up to sundown. Well, it was the opposite. It was moon up, and that was the conclusion in the beginning of day. So okay. when we start our day, you know, looking for the sun, the day started looking at the moon. The, okay. the, the actual societies operated on the moon calendar because of the 13 cycles of woman that is controlled by the moon. Because the moon, the very aspect of the moon, is completely tied into the woman, and she's represented as such. So women have 13 ministrations per year, not the 12 that we generally think, and that, and so we they work on that calendar. That's why in most of your secret societies, the number 13 is, is revered, okay? okay? And they also operated on the number 9. The number 9 it was, was, is revered in secret societies today because it represents the maturation process that goes on in the womb. The baby is in there for nine months. So those sacred numbers tie right back to woman, even in today's secret society. And even in the word Mason, you have the words my mother and son. It's my son, which makes Mason. And okay. so the system that, that they're secretly holding from us is ancient. And now they've got us on a different calendar system and now, and, and, and so that's part of the reason that things are, are off kilter. There was a whole time where things were the direct opposite. And the world, the last thing I bring up, the last point is that when you go back into the matriarchal side, society, I want the queens to really understand how powerful they were. There was no uh, word for jail. There was no word for homeless. There was no word for war. All these societies, and this was a worldwide society, so let's not think that it was just in Al-Kabalan or what today you call Africa. It wasn't. We had navigated all over the planet, and these systems existed. You can look at, the system, you can look at different uh, tribes that are in Asia. If you do the research, just Google matriarchal systems, ancient, excuse me, ancient matriarchal systems in Asia. And remember, when you're reading that history, they're talking directly about uh, uh, the Asiatic woman. When I say Asiatic, for clarity, I mean the people, the woman who now calls herself black, Negro, colored, African-American. Those systems over there in Asia, you see the island of Crete and the Aegean Sea over in uh, what we now call Rome in that area, Italy. Um, it was a... It was a uh, a place over there in Ireland called the Island of Crete. That was a matriarchal system. And that goes back to uh, 6,000 uh, B.C. You find that the matriarchal society in uh, Asia goes back, way back to around 6,000 
BC. All and that just some of theirs goes all the way up to uh, 1000 BC, and some even come all the way up to 300 AD. Mm-hmm. You'll find the ones in uh, in Africa where every single statue, figurine, or whatever, all of them started out as feminine. All statues, all depictions of the creator, or the, the not even depictions of the creator. Let me speak correctly. All depictions of the attributes of the creator were all women. Yeah. All mm-hmm. of them. There was not a masculine statue on the planet prior to around 3500 BC. And mm-hmm. so even your, your, your story and your, your mythology, which is just all history of, of, the, um, of creation, actually comes from who you now call Aset. Aset was the mother of creation. Eventually, she was overthrown when the patriarchal systems come in, and that's where you start hearing about the, the men or the masculine concept of a creator. But the first concept and understanding of the, of the creator was feminine. And I need for you all to understand that because this is a show it's about getting you all back in line. I am your son first, and I'm here to resurrect my mothers because we, without, without you getting back to where you're supposed to be, we will be stuck here, and, and we're going to get into why, but I just want to make sure those points are brought up. There was no wars for thousands of years when we were under a matriarchal system, and I yield the floor with that. This is Tammy. Are you going to touch on, um, you just made the statement of, of where, until our women get back to where, there's, where they are supposed to be, are you kind of going to touch on that during our next phase? Well, that's the phase after the next phase. Okay, okay. <laughs> but, yes, we're, yeah, we're going to talk about all of it. Okay. We're, we're going to, I've, um, I've gathered the information to, for us to be able to go into um, wherever you want to take the conversation, take it clean. Yeah, because I'm still, I'm still kind of stuck on the leading part and, and probably hey, naturally hey, so. Hey, Tammy? Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. Okay. Let me just do something real quick. I don't know if you guys had reached out for me, but I was actually screening the call. And this brother that I'm, I'm going to bring on, he has an excellent question about the matriarch system, and I think it will be really important to this discussion. So oh, I'm going to bring it. him on because he listened. Okay. The question that he gave me was really a, a great one. So I want to bring him. He's going by the name of D. So, Brother D, uh, I want you to go ahead and, and, and ask that question. So, Brother D, uh, I want you to go ahead and ask that question. Well, that's, that's Brother V. What's your name? I'm sorry. I missed your name. I'm sorry. And kind of turn down the volume in your background a little bit for me. Okay. I'm sorry. And kind of turn down the volume in your background a little bit for me. Okay. So we get an echo on this end. So just turn that all the way down for me and then introduce yourself and, and, and go ahead and ask your question. Okay. We good? Yeah, we good. All right. Uh Brother Ramiel, this is uh, Brother V, and my question to you is that during a matriarch society period or a matriarch system, is it not true that you would still have a king ruling, and that would just simply be the system of the way that you know things were done, or would you, or would there be no king ruling in a matriarch system? 
for society. Okay. okay, so yeah, let's clarify that. It is a great question because in in, in more modern times, um, you find that stuck in history in a which is where you get and get the understanding that our set. Her name means the seat or the throne, and that she gave the permission for the king to rule. Okay, okay. that's that's modern. And okay. when we get into when we get when into the concept modern. of a masculine rulership, that's modern. Anciently, there was no 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 man that superseded her. She was this complete figure uh, as the head, period. And then later on, after the introduction of the patriarchal systems, then you start seeing it kind of twisting and turning. Now you start seeing it where they're asking a woman to give up her throne. And so you start seeing our set turned in. You see our set not being the principle of creation is given to Ptah, who was, who was the masculine symbol of creation. Uh, you see it become um, Asa, or who the Greeks call um, uh, Osiris. And then right. you, you so it, 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 so it, around this, um, what is it, the Mesolithic age is when you start seeing this change, and then it, it keeps turning and turning and turning until it gets all the way 180 degrees, where she, where you no longer get her permission for anything. Okay, so and where, and where, where would I see that change? In the, when I'm talking about uh, Egypt or Tamari or, or Kemet, where would I see that change in the dynasties, as opposed to uh, uh, when you would see this? This uh, it don't necessarily have to be the complete change, but just. Uh, uh, the, the beginning of the change, because I know that I've seen many times before, whereas the woman was always held in reverence as at the highest form because she is the the the, the you know the, the the tree of life because she brings the you know the fruit into into existence. So she was right. always held in reverence. But I'm just trying to. I, I would like to know where. The, uh, the, uh, the shift came in as far as the dynasties. Where can I go and, and find that, 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 that shift? Okay. So when you want to look for the shift, where it starts shifting, you want to look at um, your Mesolithic time frame, okay, the Mesolithic. So, so you know that there's Paleolithic, which means, the, the origin. Now, this is not our origins. I want to be clear about that. These time frames that I'm giving is when the Albion, or who you call uh, the white man, um, how he directs his history. So I'm giving you those references because things are decoded or encoded in this, in this area. So you have the Paleolithic, which talks about the beginning of, of, of existence, which, again, that is not the beginning of existence. But then you have the Mesolithic. Now, when you get towards that Mesolithic time frame, you start seeing where you have what's called the Bronze Age. Right there is where you see the change. Right there. When the so you, so, so you said, go ahead. So we said we can, I can, I can parallel this time with, with the dynasties and commit and, uh, and, and, and see that shift? 
This, okay, to answer that question, I'm glad you brought it back up because I probably would have forgot it. You need to go back and look at the pre-dynastic. Pre-dynastic, okay. pre-dynastic okay. that we need to go back and look okay. at. And then, okay. and because remember that this, the, the, our ancestors migrated from Nubia, from Ethiopia, from Sudan. So okay. we've got to kind of understand that. We've got to get back to where they migrated from. This is the reason. What we just talked about is the reason why they keep us stuck in Ikuta, or what we call Egypt modern. That's why they have you stuck there is because right there is where the change has been documented, but it's encoded to where we hear that it was such a supreme place, mm-hmm. and it was in certain facets, but this is where you can start seeing the changes. When you start hearing dynasties, that's patriarchal. So it's all okay. So it's already changed. It's, okay. Exactly. Okay. Exactly. Okay. Uh, brother, thank you for your comment, but we want to try to get as much information. And that was thank a great question. That's why I brought you in. Yeah. Thank you. I appreciate that, and I'm, I'm definitely going to check that out. Appreciate you, brother Ryan Ramiel. All right. It's on. Um, now, uh, my next listener, she wants to kind of mention about, in her opinion, how um, some men don't listen to some women because they feel um, um, superior to us. And she wants to talk about, you know, the disconnect to the matriarchal system, in your opinion. So I'm going to bring her on and let her explain it a little bit more in detail. Um, Sister Jamie, how are you doing this evening? Hi. Hello. All right. Hi. Um, first of all, great conversation. I didn't know what I was getting into, but then I'm like, oh, wow, that's deep. So, but from my perspective, I totally get that system because women, we want to help men. We want to, if you tell me your dream, I'm like, how do we get this going? What should we do? And that's how my mind works. I can't say that. I think most women, if they're, if they truly, if they're thinking about you as a whole, they will try to help you in any way possible to get it, to get where you're trying to go if you tell them your dream. That's just what it comes natural because you want him to succeed. If he's happy, you're happy. And I think I see, like I, I tell people, you see more gay men who are successful because they have women friends who surround them, who tell them about jobs. They always are, they're never broke because they have so many women surrounding them and we share information. Women, we share information. I don't know how it is with men as far as jobs and things like that, but I do know there is a disconnect with men helping each other in different fields. It's just not as connected as it is when women have that connection where we're going to tell you about an opening. We're going to, if we see this, we're going to let you know. And so I do believe that women have that power to help them and then know when to back down. Once he's at a certain point in his goals and stuff, and we know where to, you know, back down, like be, let him lead. I think we want, like, I, if my if the man was in a position that he where he wanted to be in his career, am I going to try to find ways to help him get there? Yes, because I want him to be happy. But I also want a time where I don't have to. I want you want him to be the face. You want him to lead the family. So if you're working as a team and as a unit then you think like that. You shouldn't think any, it shouldn't be competition. It shouldn't be anything. Sometimes we'll let our careers go so that he can succeed. Because if we know if he succeeds, he's going to look out for the family, or that's what we hope. 
so I, I totally get that whole system because it just makes sense. Like, a woman that is not right. there for you, that doesn't want to see you succeed and is not, if she's not giving, I mean, I, you just go hard for people you love, like, especially in relationships. Like, if you really love somebody, you want mm-hmm. them to be happy. So uh, your man succeeding is the best feeling in the world with seeing him happy. I don't, so I, I get that. I don't know why people don't get that system, but okay. I can see it. And uh, when a woman sees okay. you are in leadership and financially able to take care of the whole family, then she should know she know when to step down and let him lead. So, because women don't mm-hmm. want to lead. I don't want to lead. Like, honestly, I prefer the man to take over. But it has to be a certain shift in his mind, a certain responsibility together before he, you can say, oh, he can, he can lead now. There is that. Some okay. men have it. Some men need that woman that kind of helps them along the way. We don't mold you, but we help you into that into that stage of your life. And then when you're ready to take over, that's when we fall back. That's what we should do. But well, well, that's well, my we, point. Oh, well, we okay, need anything you comment? Well, you know, what's going to happen is that when we get in, when we get into the area where we're moving into, we're going to get into exactly what she's talking about. Well, and this mm-hmm. is dealing because we're dealing with the oppression side. And, and that oppression mm-hmm. okay. is going to rear itself in a lot of areas. And I think that the queens who are listening are going to be extremely um, uh, shocked at some of the things that happen. And I hope, I hope that it makes you all angry and, and for you to do something about it. Because hey, hey, brother, brother Rami, the only reason I'm cutting you off, no disrespect, but I'm getting a bunch of text messages and messages saying that you're not clear. They're saying we can, they can hear me clear, but you're not clear. So what I want you to do um, is, to, is to hang up and call in to Tammy's number, Tammy's show, and let's see if we can get you clear on that end because everybody really wants to get this information, so I want to uh, make sure that they do. You got a pen and paper in front of you, brother? Hold on. Let me let me get it right now. Yeah, okay, so because it's, it's, it's not All just right, one or two me. people. Can you, can you call me, Tammy? Um. Tammy, do you know how to yes. do you know how to call from Blog Talk, I, I, I or did, would it be but, easier um, for him just to hang up? Yeah, it'd be easier right, so for you to call me. Go ahead and give me the number. Okay, eight one eight. The number. Okay, go ahead. Eight one eight. Six nine one. Seven four zero six. Okay, eight one eight. Six nine one. Seven four zero six. Right, and select the number okay. one so I can pull you in. Yes. And I okay, want to comment, so, uh, I'll wait till he comes back in, but okay, I want to comment on our last caller, but I'll wait till he mm-hmm. comes in. I want to just comment on a few things um, from our last from caller, what, but again, I'll Jamie, wait he From what Jamie's talking in. about or the brother? Uh-huh. Or from what, our, okay. last, our last so caller. So everybody just be patient with us because um, we want to make sure that you guys get the information and that it's clear. And we thank you for okay. texting and, and inboxing and letting us know that it wasn't clear. So hopefully by him calling into Tammy in, It'll be a lot clearer for you, and we'll try to figure it out. Right, and we actually have him on now. Um, and just for everybody that we have some callers that have jumped in on my line, and I, I'm not sure if they were in okay. on the beginning, but we do have a combined show. We are doing two shows. We connected with the Vibration Radio, and so we are have two shows going and just had a little bit of technical difficulties, but just hang with us because tonight is a, a great topic. So we have, let's make sure we have him back in. Are you on with us? Yes, I am. Okay. Okay, great. Now, that sounds better on my end as well. Can someone text okay. Anthony? There it is. 
It was Vibration Radio. <laughs> <laughs> Too much vibration going on over there. <laughs> Too much vibration. Much, so much better, so, much better. So, um, go ahead and pick in. Go ahead and pick up where you want to, Tanya. Um, you said you wanted to I, get a comment in. Yes, yes. I, I, I agree with some of the things our last caller, and I think we're on the same page, but I want to go back to, you know, when we say women having the power, I like to think of, of women having more discernment back in those times where we were more connected with ourselves and each other and connected spiritually, because um, I'm, I'm still kind of stuck on the leading part as to what exactly, how, how we are to lead in what areas and so forth. But I would, I would like the word discernment because, again, um, we would just seem to be more connected, even with one another, women supporting women. It, it seems like it used to be that way, but now it seems like men are more connected in the sense of helping one one another out. Um, and it seems women gravitate more towards the men, and I think we all kind of know why that is. But we seem to have, in my opinion, women have lost that connection of empowering one another. This is my, my take on that. Well, that's necessarily that's, that's true. I, I will say that everything that we do and that we know is based on education or lack thereof. So you hear a lot of people say, I feel, I believe, I think, I know. Those words always speak to your education or your lack thereof. So a person can... For instance, it's, it's, it's difficult for a lot of our queens today to see the role reversed as far as them being the heads of the family because both male and female have been indoctrinated with a patriarchal system and a patriarchal mindset that makes it very difficult. So everything within a, in a the feminine gender today wants to push the man out front because that's what you've been now, when we start getting into a couple of different things, like I said, the oppression and the suppression, you'll kind of get a better understanding of how that happens because that is, is such a, on such a deep level, how this thing happened that I, I think that hopefully, like I said, the queens would be angry and you all would do something about it because it's not, mm-hmm. it was not simple. This is chess. And you all keep, we all as a community are playing chess, but the system that we live in is playing chess with us, and, and it's a foreign game to a lot of us. And so some of these things that happened in history um, is just is very enlightening to know about. Mm-hmm. Very true. Um, I, I have a, a quick comment. Um, somebody's in, um, in the inboxing me on Facebook and, and pretty much saying that with this information, I'm kind of paraphrasing a little bit, with the information that you're providing us, um, even if a lot of women took it in, that they would be afraid to try to lead men. What do you think about that? Okay. Well, any man, the man that you want is the man who is growing. And our community has to get to a place where we understand that we're all sick. And we have mm-hmm. to once we get to that place of understanding that we are all sick and that we can all heal together. But the, the person, the queen is correct. 
they're trying to talk to men who've been indoctrinated into a patriarchal system and tell them that, okay, no, this is what I'm supposed to be doing, this is what you're supposed to be doing, they're going to be like, huh? They're going to give you the scooby doo because that's not mm-hmm. how they see it. But once, once we all get educated, because this, when I tell you that this system is the reason our communities are the way they are, um, and matter of fact, to show it, are you all ready to move into the oppression and, and suppression is? Because I think that that's yeah. why a lot of people are still right there where they can't see it. And I think that once we move into that, then they'll see exactly how it happens. That's how I'm ready. Uh, let's tell me if you have anything there. Yeah, I'm ready. Yes, I'm ready. Okay, so, let's, so first let's talk about the fall. How did we go from a patriarchal system I mean, excuse me, a matriarchal system to a patriarchal system. Remember that everything starts with spirituality. And our queens fail spiritually. You fail. Once you fail spiritually, it was a wrap for the continent, for the world, that is. It was a wrap. When you are in your highest spiritual form, as an Asiatic woman, there is nothing greater and nothing more connected to the universe, to the cosmos, to the, to the principle of creation than you. When you are disconnected, it is you that will keep the world in a fray. And I will explain that so that sisters understand exactly what I'm saying. You have what's called... Uh, U melanin, E U melanin. Uh, you hear about that a lot as, as carbon, or they'll talk about, you know, they'll tell you, oh, it's the thing that gives you your skin pigmentation. Science knows that the U melanin that the Asiatic male and female has are, is the same melanin fibers that are tied to the universe. So when you mm-hmm. close your eyes, when the sun goes down, when you look into space, you're looking into eumelanin or a form of eumelanin, okay? And so with that tie, you are the only person who is literally tied to the, uni- to the universe the way you are. And I, and I, and I want you all to research that because I can't go into it because that's another two-hour show, but I'm giving you a couple of keys. Uh, you can look up uh, understanding eumelanin, from a scientific uh, standpoint, and they'll talk to you uh, a little bit about it. When, when that spiritual fall manifests, um, you see it happening in a lot of ways. And like I said, that starts at around that meso, mesolithic period. Now, the story of that you can see, as was brought out to me, I, to, which, this story was so important to me, I called, I spoke with my queen numerous times about different things, and I called one of my family members named Yama, and she gave me an insight on something that I, it just blew my mind, how they put your story right in your face, and i never seen it until she showed it to me. If we go back and we mm-hmm. look at the, the movie, The Wizard of Oz, mm. remember in The Wizard of Oz how when Dorothy came into Oz, she came into Oz in the middle of a war. The war was between, and, and I want you to picture what I'm saying and pay attention. The war was between the, king, the queen of the north, the queen of the south, the queen of the east, and the queen of the west. 
when she comes down, hmm. she falls on top of one of the queens, and then she takes the queen's slippers. And she goes in, and I want to fast forward to the end of the story. She finds out that there's a war going on amongst the queens, and the kingdoms are divided and warring, and that there is a man who is now considered the head. And when she finds out that there was a, that there was a man who is instigating this whole war and keeping it going, and she mm-hmm. finds out that the man really had no power at all, that he hmm. was using a big fictitious uh, trumpet and all these things to keep his power, but his power was fake. And that's why he kept being a, pro- a prognosticator of their war. And, 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 and that touched home with me when she brought that out. Because I never, when, I, when she said it, I instantly remember watching The Wizard of Oz and knowing that there was a war going on when she dropped down. That was how you all failed. At one point, you all were extremely united because we were one family. Then you all somehow started bickering amongst each other. Okay. Now, okay. when you started bickering amongst each other, you produced seeds which become men embedded with that quality of confusion that you all were generating between each other. The womb is a school, and whatever the, the woman's temperament is, is her children's temperament. Whatever her okay. thoughts are, are embedded in her children. So naturally, if my mother is at odds with her sister and she conceives me, she conceives me within that confusion, and then I naturally are going to come to this planet and do my mom's bidding. This is why in the Mesolithic mm-hmm. periods they tell you that right around the Iron Age, you started seeing nomadic tribes going conquering these women's kingdoms, and they'll tell you that the women's kingdoms had no walls, no barriers, they had no war machines, no war weapons. And every single civilization that was major oracle on the planet, you hear that there was no weapon because there was no Mm -hmm. wars. And during that Mesolithic period is when you start hearing about the nomadic tribes going all around the planet conquering the major oracle kingdoms. And that is the manifestation of that fall. Now, I'll yield the floor yeah. in case there's any questions about that. Um, yeah, I got a few things. I want to back up a little bit, but I think you answered it, but I still want to emphasize it because, you know, earlier when I asked you, you disagree or agree with me on the part when I felt like men somehow had to, um, I felt had the jealous bone, and that's when the shift kind of happened from matriarchal to patriarchal. You said you disagree, and I think I'm, I'm understanding why. Because basically, you're saying that at some point, women start failing spiritually and start bickering among each other. Correct. Correct. Okay. Now, is it uh, is it a transition from that you, from your research or that you know of that is it something that's saying why they did that? Is it because maybe they got bored or? What's the reason that they got to that? Because if they were so powerful spiritually at some point, um, why did it ever come to a point where they started being at odds with each other? No, you're not going to find it right now as to the information. Okay. And we'll get into why in a second. But, you know, 
part of the issue with us finding information right now about ancient civilizations is that men have buried it. Just like right. in the 1900s, most, you know, it was uh, disputed. Up, I mean, literally, up until the early 1900s, it was disputed as to whether the world was matriarchal until a few scientists said, no, it was matriarchal, and they started going back, digging up the artifacts to show it, they had been buried, mm-hmm. the world wouldn't believe it. So it's going to be difficult right. for us, you know, but now, we are in the age of Aquarius, which is the information age. And so the mm-hmm. answers are coming. We just have to keep asking right. the ancestors to, to keep giving them to us. And the truth be told, we really don't need to find the answers if our queens get back to meditating and praying properly. Prayer mm-hmm. means to ask a question. Meditation means to listen for the answer. If our queens mm-hmm. get back to doing that, they are the books. Everything that happened is in your DNA. There is not one book. When I needed information for this show, I did my research, got into the books, but when I could not figure out the answer, because I had the same question that you had, I called my queens and I said, what happened to y'all? What happened? Because I know something happened. It's not a, it's not a question as, as to uh, exactly what happened, and, there, and I did know some of the things that happened, but I needed to understand why. See, and it was actually my cousin who was like, just explained it to me, and she's extremely spiritual. She's yeah. the person who's already tapped into those things, and so she, mm-hmm. she explained it. And when she mm-hmm. explained it, now, it connected with me, mm-hmm. and, and, and I understood it. And that was the book that mm-hmm. I needed to go read. It was just her. Wow. Tammy, do you have anything? Um, can you briefly tell us what her, just briefly what her answer was to your question? That was what I was saying earlier, is that okay, okay, you all okay. arguing and bickering um, with each other. The, the, answer, the, the answer as to why, or the question, the answer for the question as to why did you start bickering, just basically it's, it's the fall from spirituality and the lust for greed and, and, and so on and so forth. But that's not really telling you why, because these things are, are so thoroughly hidden that we're not going to get some tablets to tell us why for a long time. But she, her mm-hmm. explanation was is, is basically what you see today. We're arguing, we were arguing amongst ourselves. Things were extremely peaceful. There was no war. And somehow, some way, we started arguing, and then, then no, wait, excuse me, you all started arguing, the queens, and that produced mm-hmm. the men who would go conquer from that confusion. And so the okay. men come and they carry out your will. And then once the men started to carry out that will, the men took over because the men had, had lost and had been born with little respect for the matriarchal or maternal or feminine principle. And, and that okay. has us in the predicament we are today. Okay. Now, now, as we continue on on this journey on this show, and we mention these things, and let's just say we have some kings, some brothers that listen to this show, and even when I share the information that I have about this system and, and the way you're explaining it, um, just flat out, a lot of brothers have a problem with accepting that. Um, they don't want to hear it. You know, they stuck into the whole, I guess, Adam and Eve concept or even a sense of the fact that 
you know, men in control, men rule, men lead, that whole concept. Um, do you have any advice for a brother that feels this way um, in trying to understand the, the main point of why we're trying to get this knowledge out there? <laughs> yeah, but I'll, I'll say it nicely. Um, uh, really the only thing that me and me to do is really start doing the same thing our queens need to do, sit down and pray and meditate. Ask the question, mm-hmm. listen for the answer. You okay. have to, and then you have to remove yourself from the confusion. And once you remove, meaning turning off that nonsense music, turning off those shows, get back into a natural environment, keep all those things out, and then those answers will come to you because Chaos and confusion is keeping us off balance. And it's the, the reason that men feel that way is because we're off balance. I, it, it's, it's so right in our face, but yet we won't accept it. Now, please someone call in or type to dispute this if I'm wrong. I have been to a lot of households where you are married couples. I've seen men come home, and they're upset. It does not affect the family like that. They'll be like, oh, daddy's upset. Okay, when the queen comes home and the, and she's upset, the whole house is in chaos because mm-hmm. it is her it is her her uh, her energy that is the balancing energy of her home. And when her balancing energy of her uh, inside of herself is off, everything that she circulates around, it's off, everything. And, and, mm-hmm. and once we can understand that, just that minute concept, just the concept of what happens when you are around in a family environment and you see certain things, stop forcing the patriarchal mindset and don't force the matriarchal. Just let it be. And you will see mm-hmm. that as, as two, three, four-year-olds, the leaders amongst kids is always winning. There's not one wow. man at three, four, five, six, seven, eight years old that leads women. Not one. Mm. You are always mm. led. You always hear cousins who grew up together. Oh, she used to have them doing whatever she told them to do. Yeah. It isn't no until doubt. they are indoctrinated yeah. that that changes. But the children come into this this planet pure, and they act on pure purity. So then we indoctrinate them, and then it changes. My sister had my cousin and I jumping in, in hoops, jumping loops, doing whatever mm-hmm. she said. When we got a little mm-hmm. bit older, got into the religious clubs, then all of a sudden we went to tell her that she couldn't tell us anything. But the natural mm-hmm. existence was, was when we came into, uh, came back to this earth, one, two, three, all the way up to ten, you'll see it. We just have to watch, watch the children. Now, I mean, I can only speak for myself, brother, but when you when you mention that, just me coming growing up when my parents were married, um, both sets of my grandparents were married, and you're right, it would be a lot of times when my grandfather would come in the house and be extremely upset for whatever his reason is, and we pretty much looked at it really like nothing. But if my grandmother came in the house upset, it did shift the whole house. It did shift the whole energy. Same thing for my mom and my other grandma, so I can only speak for myself. And I also got a message here from a young lady saying that her ex-husband would always say that, that she set the tone in the house. And, yeah. and to add to that, um, my brother Rodney Jordan just left a comment um, in the inbox stating that his, his comment was basically saying that 
Um, God gave man control over a lot of things, but he never gave man control over another man or woman. Do you have a, a comment about that, his statement? Well, let's deal with the word God right quick because that, that was okay. something that we are going to talk about, and, and, and then I'm going to pick up on some other, other things that happen to oppress the women. The word God is okay. masculine, okay? The word God is masculine, and I want you to understand this because we live in a patriarchal world. Everything attributed to God is he, 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 he. Now, the word God, okay, is a high German word uh, coming around. It's about 500 years old. It means, and it means, or excuse me, the, the high German word is got and good. And it means to invoke, to invoke. When you see that word, there's a problem. Because the word simply means to invoke. Now, the problem with that word is that it's not telling you what's being invoked, which is exactly. her. You understand? The, the word means yes. to invoke, but it's not telling you what's being invoked because it's, it's a masculine word. And mm -hmm. the only thing that can be invoked which is cre and, and create is the feminine principle. Mm -hmm. And, in, and, and, and you'll start seeing, when we're dealing with the suppression part, the word sin, we're taught in a heliotech or what's called the Bible, that the word sin, sins or things that get you uh, tossed into hell, um, that these are things that you have, you have to stay away from. Now, the origin of the word sin goes back to the, the moon in Mesopotamia. The word sin means moon, M-O-O-N. It means moon. The moon is tied to woman and her 13 cycles. That word, wow. you're told that it means something nasty and dirty. Exactly. And it represents her. Man, you know, brother, I, I got to interrupt just a minute because that's why I was just having a conversation with a friend of mine, and we were talking about that word. And, and it's funny, you know, like you say, sometimes you just sit in, in meditation or, or prayer or whatever, that things that come to you. Because I, I recently just felt like, you know, that, that word is probably probably means something good, probably mm -hmm. means something that's attached to our true spirituality. So yep. to hear you say that is like, wow, that's my like my wow moment. Uh, yeah. Wow, that's, that's, that's powerful. Yeah. Tammy, you said you had a caller. I don't want to get away from yeah, your we, caller. We have a, okay, we have a caller pulling in from 662 with the last four digits of 5807. Caller, you're on the air with us. How are you guys? How are everybody doing tonight? We're good. How are you? Okay. I'm fine. Forgive me. I'm getting in my car, so you might hear some beeping. I was listening to the show, and there was one thing the guy was mentioning about our uh, the queens and kings. And there's something that is, is not being said, or I may have missed it, but when it came to, I would say, black women fighting each other, when women's leaving, I'm actually working on a, a, a book down the line called The Curse of Women's Lib. What happened during the women's lib movement really changed the way that black women are because we wanted to be independent. We wanted to be like 
the other races and, and gain our independence. That's basically what women's movement was, feminism, and the whole nine yards. But what ended up happening, it backfired on black women because we kept going with the movement in which we eventually started moving our black men out the way. We became more independent. It, it had the effect on us that it was supposed to have on all women in general. And ironically, the woman who started Women's Live, which was a Jewish woman, ended up mm-hmm. getting married. After all that stuff, she was screaming and hollering. She got married. Wow, what ended up happening to black women is we became so independent. We became to the point, including the welfare system, that basically pushed our black men out of the home. We, it, it got us to a point where we didn't need the support of a black man. So... If you, you know, he went further back in history, but if you just bring it up to the 60s and 70s when that was going on, to this day we're under, I would say, a curse because of it. Our black women are more educated than our black men. We hold, we hold higher positions. We make more money. But instead of our black kings fighting for their women, they kind of took second place. And so now we're in the problem that we have now because women, instead of having to submit to a man in the right context that it's supposed to be done in, we're big on with each other because we don't have a head over us anymore. So it's more of a, a, a power struggle between us when it doesn't have to be because we have basically, we're not in the role that we were designed or created to be. We will never be equal to men. I don't care how many women want to. It's just not going to happen because we're not genetically made to do that. And that was my comment. Well, if you don't mind me jumping in there, see, I, I think what the sister is bringing up is, is, is very important. But we also need, need to, you know, tie that back, like you said, with the different systems in place. Everything about the Queens right now is, is complete opposite. I mean, everything. And just like I said, just that, the small thing with the word sin, we never even talk with the, uh, the word and uh, Ikuta or Egypt is for moon. We talked about the sun, which is Ra. But you, no one knows the name of the moon because everything about her is suppressed. The name of the moon is Yah, Y-A or Y-A-H, Yah. But we never talked that. During the suppression, women became belongings. They became my wife. My, my, my. And once she was was put into that system, it was a wrap. Now you start to see the shift where she is said that she is the one who gives the up to feet of power to the man and gives him permission to rule when he never was supposed to be the ruler in the first place. Today mm. I put on, on the quote, I put a quote on um, your page, and it says that it is not possible to create something higher than yourself. Now, I'm going to say that again. It is not possible to create something higher than yourself. If that, with that understanding, how could a man supersede his creator? It, it doesn't work that way. So we've taken on this mindset as if he is supposed to lead. And, 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 I'm, and I'm speaking real frankly about it because it's time that we do something about it because these things have happened and they've got us off kilter. Everything about you, once, once the patriarchal things started to take place, 
your womb started to be uh, dictated. So now I'm telling you that you're, you're nasty, you're a hoe if you have babies by more than one person, when your ancestors had a whole different view of that. Now, some of you are looking at that, and you're like, what? That's the truth. Whether you like it, doesn't matter. Your ancestors did not look at it the way you look at it today. Your womb, your body was yours. What you decided to do with it, no male had the right to tell you or dictate, to that, dictate that to you. Once your womb was, was manipulated and was able to be dictated, then your fall was complete because now I can tell you that you can only have babies by that man because that's, you're his wife, you're his property. I can tell you that words that relate to you like sin are negative now. I can, I can give you the Bible and I can, I can show you some of the most heinous things in there, and, and I've indoctrinated you so much, the Torah and the Quran is no exception. I can, but I've indoctrinated you so much that you can read, you can read the scripture in Sodom and Gomorrah where Job is visited by angels, so-called angels. And when, he, when the angels come into Sodom and Gomorrah, he has them as guests in the home. And when he, they're banging on his door, and they're telling Job to let them have their way with the so-called angels. Job steps out of his house and says, no, they're just in my home, so they're under my protection. Then Job says to them, I have two daughters who are virgins. Have your way with them, but leave the men alone. I can also show you a scripture, now that you're indoctrinated, when Moses goes into Menon, uh, Menonin, and he sends the soldiers in, he tells the women to bring the, the soldiers to bring back the women. When yeah. they come back, he says, "Do you have the women?" And and, and the, the soldier says, "Yes." And he says, "Divide them up." And he says, "Kill the, the women who have known men, but save the women who are virgins, including the little girls who are virgins." And, and keep them for yourself. And you won't turn away from it. Because everything about you has been altered now to where I can just have my way with you. I can show you things that are just completely nonsense because I've changed your DNA structure through, through new vibrations because you don't understand that. So now I've got you wow. more masculine, which really is messing up your principle of creation. So I can just do anything. I can put on... Little Wayne uh, and, and songs like that that's telling you to drop it like it's hot, you know, uh, telling you all these things, and guess what? You'll go out and do it. You'll ride up and down the street with that song like it is the new anthem for you because you are so indoctrinated because now I've suppressed and oppressed you for so long that you can't do anything about it. When you go back to the Ice Age, the European, the Albion, was selling his women to us because he was selling them to us because he couldn't produce food. So he was giving his women away. They also came out of a patriarchal system. But they eventually sold their women. You go into even understanding cosmology. Some of us are so far away from that that it's just crazy but because now we're talking about we're, we're told that that's the stuff of demons. 
But if you look at the, the astrological or cosmological sign of Gemini, you always are shown a picture of two men as if that's Gemini. When, when an esoteric uh, understanding is that Gemini represents intuition and reason. Intuition has been kicked off of her throne, her throne and reason now dominates. Now today you're told, oh, don't be emotional. That's a bad thing. And think everything out because that's masculine. So now you run away from your emotions and run over in here to be masculine. Well, that's not where you're supposed to be. So this was a process. And so everything, every time you want to fix your lips to say that he's supposed to lead, you're thinking patriarchal. Every time you want to fix your lips to say that he's supposed to be out front, you're thinking patriarchal. You're not thinking the way your ancestors are. You're thinking the way that he told you to. And as long as you think like that, you now continue to oppress yourself. And wow. I'll yield on that Tammy, if there's any questions. Yeah. Tammy, anything? I'm, I'm, I need to get back on, and I keep going back here, you guys, because I'm, I'm not clear <laughs> on the leading. I'm just going to be honest with you, and I know a lot of women probably out there feel the same. A lot of women and men, and, and they're not going to speak up or ask the question for whatever reason. Yeah. But I need to get back to the part of, and maybe you asked, you answered this, but I'm not getting it. The leading part. What and who are women to lead? Can you be like really specific as to? Are you saying we are to lead the the men, the families, the, the world, world. the world, yeah. the world, the, wor- the world, the world, the world? You are to lead the world. Now, I want you to understand that when I say lead, we're still talking about balance. Because what we didn't mention in in matriarchal societies is that men and women coexisted in harmony because the women did not try to oppress or suppress the men. The thing was is that because women were tied to the principle of creation and they were more spiritually inclined, they made the final decision. That is not to mean that the women told the men what to do. It meant that she was the guiding principle of the world. So we're not talking about just reversing, you know, uh, the patriarchal system and now we're going to have an oppressive system with women. No, that's not what we're speaking of. We're talking about harmony. We're talking about the emergence of reason and intuition sitting together, but understanding that uh, intuition is the highest science on the planet, and she's the one that has that. When you go to your yogis, your imams, all of these people, they'll tell you that when they're telling you to meditate, what they're telling men and women to do is to get back in balance. That balance is intuition and reason, coexisting. You are intuition, I am reason. Your sons are reason, the mothers are intuition. Intuition rules the the final decision because that's a spiritual decision. Reason coexists with that. And that's, I don't know, does that explain it better? A a, a little bit. I'm going to go back because I still 
think that women got, and that maybe this is what you're saying as well, that we became so disconnected, and you said spiritually, we became so disconnected in praying and all of that. And because we have, of course, we are more, I feel we are more discerning. And I think because mm-hmm. of, one, just our nature. Two, because we were so, um, back in the day, I would say women were so connected spiritually, praying, um, seeking God. And then in that sense, when a woman is spiritually connected, there is more discernment. I, I, I feel that a man would at that point at least listen because if he's also spiritually connected, then he's going he's gonna to be able to tell, hey, I have a smart man will. I have a discerning, godly, spiritual, whatever, praying, meditating wife, whatever you want to call it, um, and hopefully we'll be in tune with that. But I think, some, again, some of us are having an issue with the leading part. So I don't think you're saying that we are to be the head of the household and, and be the well, breadwinner and all that, right? Yeah, the, the terms, okay, so the terms head and things like that are patriarchal. For us to think, even for us to even be thinking that they're supposed to be one or the other is patriarchal. You understand what I'm saying? The, the, the thought process that says who's first is patriarchal. The, the thought process that says we are first is matriarchal. And we have to get back to the we are first. And that's why what the sister said was so important when she called in because that's what was going on prior to the so-called civil rights movement, prior to the woman lives movement. Our queens were not in distress. Now, the African women were in distress. We weren't. You, you all weren't over there. But see, so I think we have been taken away so far. We've, we've walked so far away spiritually until we are of this world. It's, it, if we start to think about, and this is just Amy, my opinion, if we start to think about who's first, whether it be the man or the woman, outside of God being first and allowing God to lead us, each individually, spiritually, based on where we come from, but always where we're going, we have put ourselves before anything being spiritually connected. Like like we have become, I'll go back to my favorite verse, we worship ourselves. We're so selfish and self-centered, and that's men, women, children, boy, girl, whatever you want to call it. And we have, mm-hmm. in my opinion, have taken God out of it. And if we get into trying to figure out who's who without God, we're all headed to whatever you want to call it, hell, death, whatever. We're doomed. Can I can, can I add something before um, before you get into that, um, brother? Um, it just then this is also just my opinion, but I think Tammy, in my opinion, that we should, especially the queens, that you should be worshiping yourself because you are the creator. You have the creating um, tools in place, so you shouldn't skip over yourself or your ancestors to praise what you call your God or your faith system. It oh, I don't think be. anyone should yes, skip over themselves, but I don't put myself before. I mean, I'm not, I, It's again, I might create, but I didn't create me. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. And, yeah. and, and Go ahead, I'm sorry. Go ahead, brother. Go ahead, brother. Oh, no. I'll, well, see, I, I understand what both of you are saying, and both of you are actually saying the same thing. And what, what's happening is that, again, and I'm, and, I'm, and 
I, we don't have time to play anymore, so I'm just speaking real bluntly. So if, if, if some of the listeners are, you know, taking it the wrong way, I don't apologize because you need to hear it this way because we deal with blunt trauma in our community. It's kind of like when you're in a prize fight and you're in a heavyweight division or any division and you get knocked out. You knocked out cold on the floor. They don't come and say, hey, will you wake up? They come and they give you some powerful smelling sauce or they hit you, they tap you, they shake you. And that's where we're at. So I don't want anyone to misinterpret, but I'm, I'm being this way with my words on purpose because that's what we need. We are not to skip over um, the understanding of the, crea- of the creator, and we're not to ever think that we are the omnipotent principle in the universe. We have to always understand that we are a part of that omnipotent principle and that we are the different aspects of that principle. And when our queens go back inside of themselves, they are going back into that principle, as Anthony is saying. So when you are praying or meditating to God, you have to get out of the mindset, any of us have to get out of the mindset that you're praying to something other than yourselves, not because you're the omnipotent principle, but because you do not exist outside of the omnipotent principle. You are in of the omnipotent principle and a part of that. So when you're praying to the omnipotent principle, you're praying to yourself, not in the way, and, and, and our orientation towards that is so off because we think that there's something out there that's not a part of us that is going to save us. When the truth is, is that the thing that's out there is a part of you and you are a part of it. And so it's one and the same. It's not that when you meditate or when you pray, it's going somewhere and there's somewhere, you know, someone up there a trillion miles away that's, you know, reaching down, grabbing your prayer and opening it up and reading it. That's not it. That's how we're taught. Because by that very teaching, it keeps you suppressed. It keeps you from understanding the world that really is around you. And that's how our women have gotten themselves into this situation that they are currently in also because now once you don't understand what I just said, I, if I do, I can manipulate your DNA. I can literally introduce sounds and symbols and colors to you. And please Google this. Don't believe anything I say on this. Look it up. I can introduce certain sounds and frequencies and colors and vibrations to you that literally can change your DNA without you ever feeling it. Once I change your DNA, I can change it and program you to do what I need you to do. And that's what's happening in our community. This is the oppression. That's why you see all everything in our society today attacks you, not me. In slavery, they did not attack me. That's the story they tell you because we're stupid. They attacked the women in slavery. If you want to wipe out a nation, the true person who studies war knows that you don't go after the men. You go after the women. Why? Because the women are who birth the nation. So if you cut her off, then you wipe out the whole nation itself. But if you kill the men, the women, at some point, can keep birthing the same nation. And that's what happened in slavery. That's what's happening today. That's why you have these TV shows that are affecting your womb. That's why our women are having headaches. Nauseated, 
the kids are coming off, the, the, the babies are coming out crying all the time. Uh, I mean, you have all these things going on because you don't understand the science of ruling the planet, and because we keep waiting on someone to save us instead of understanding that we have to save ourselves, our community is where it's at today. And, and as soon as our women start realizing that, you know what, when I'm praying, I'm, I'm asking a question to the universe, to the, to the principle of creation, and it's answering me back. And that answer is not coming outside of me. That answer is coming inside of me. That means, and, and once we understand it, then we got it. Then we can change this thing mm-hmm. around. And I, I, I you know, absolutely. We we have yeah. uh, Ginger has. Um, we have a caller that has come back in for. She has another question. Go ahead, caller six six two five eight zero seven. Yeah. Um. There was one thing that I was listening to him, and I didn't mention about women's lives. During that time, black women were working, so it wasn't a matter of the the Caucasian women were not working. They were at home tending to children. The black women were already part of supporting that family structure. The man worked, the woman worked. The problem that happened was Caucasian women, women of other races, they got tired of being at home, being the dormant wife or whatever, and they created the movement. Black women at that point were already working for us. We already was working because the family really could not survive without two incomes. Even then, it could not survive with two incomes, without mm-hmm. two incomes. But mm-hmm. the problem is, you know, you talk about as far as the women, I'm, I'm, I'm from the old school. I would prefer to have a man not over me, but it's hard when you are you a queen and you carry the world on your shoulder. We're not designed to do that. Right, that's period. not your job. Not we're not, we're not, but the problem you were talking about, the problem that we live in in society now, our men took second seat when the women's live movement started, when the welfare system started, they took that second seat, and now they want to cry wolf. Where were you, where were they when women were, where were they telling their wives, look, you need to sit down, I got this. But instead, they they left. So now we have a situation with black women where we're having to carry the world. Our black men are just falling off to the wayside. They're in prison. They make prison. They gay or they dead. So if you look at the numbers like that, it's, I tell people it's good to talk about it in theory, but in, in actual reality when you put the numbers to paper, it's, it's all talk because there are more black single women. They're, they said um, black women are less likely to marry than any other race, which means our black men are not marrying. They're not, period. They're, the black women are, are the single most head of the household. So we can talk in theory about our queens and kings, but the truth of the matter is it's talk. Because in reality, when the reality sits in, we can talk, but it has, it's not going to change anything. It's, it's all of a sudden our little nine and two-year-old boys grow up to be men all of a sudden overnight, and that's not going to happen. Well, it won't, it won't change until the it won't change until the nurturing aspect in the womb changes, and that nurturing aspect. It's not going to change the, until there are more men than women. The, the, that's when it's well, going to change. That's, but that's never that's never existed on the planet. There's not one male egg. Not, and I do mean not one. There's not one male egg on the planet. Every egg that exists in nature is feminine. It is only until the man, if he is vibrating at a certain rate, 
It's a Y chromosome. If he carries right, the Y, it's a boy. Right, if he right, carries but, the X, it's but, a girl. But that doesn't mean just because he carries it doesn't mean it happens. Because the egg and her, every single egg and woman, dog, bees, cat, doesn't matter. They're all feminine. So we'll never have that. What the problem is is that, and I do agree with you, but the problem is is that it's not that just that the man left and it's not that just that the women were fighting. It's that your enemy knows your power and you don't. So I can introduce these things to you that you are ignorant of. And because of your ignorance and my, my stance of knowledge, I can manipulate you. You are correct that during those times the women were working, the men were working. But then I'm in a system, after I start to change the laws for drugs and I start to make more criminal codes and I start moving the men out, now I can introduce the welfare system. And that welfare system says that if he's in the home, you can't get money. So now we've got right. another problem. And then what, what do we do about it? Well, we go with it. Then we start saying, okay, well, I'm going to tell them you're not in the home and so on and so forth. Then they, then they get smart and they say, well, we're going to start sending random social workers around. So now he really can't be at home. So now you're in danger of losing the money. So now she got to make choices. He got to make choices. And the babies are the ones, ones who are suffering. So while we're playing the game, thinking that we don't hold the cards, you hold the cards. The womb, uh, the, the, what men have to do is step up, start giving women the protection they need to be themselves. Then she will produce the men and the girls, the women that it will take to change this thing around. But as long as your womb is infected, as long as you're running around thinking that scandal and, and uh, housewives of Atlanta are good productive shows for you, your womb is messed up. As long but what happens when around, what happens when there are people on this call who had kids and their kids are grown? So we, can, some of us don't even qualify in the womb section because you still have a I'm talking about the women who are at a point in their age where they've had children. My kids are 18 and 20. That's past my life. I'm, I'm talking about the women who at their point in their life want to, to be in that right role of where a woman is supposed to be. I ain't talking about the future. I'm talking about the present. Right. You have to re the present has to be you getting your vibration together. And then once your vibration is together, everything else comes to you that's supposed to. So that person that you, you want to be with who's on, on his square, the way you're on your square, he comes after you start moving towards being on your square, not before, after. When you start making those movements, he who's making the same movements automatically sees you and you see each other, and then there's something in common there. But as long as, as, as our men or our women are not looking to progress and we still have this syndrome of waiting to be saved, our kids are going to keep dying while we're debating. That's just what's happening. So the womb, the womb is the first school. That's where the first teaching goes. If her head is not right and if he's not making the home right to give her peace, then it's not going to work. And it's pretty much that simple. I have to give you peace. I have to give you the tranquility you need and you deserve for you to have mental and spiritual clarity. When you have mental and spiritual clarity, then you produce the soldiers we need for this thing. And if you're already past that age, then you get your, your mental and spiritual clarity together, and then you go reach back to those children who still are at an age where you can teach them. And that's the contribution. 
Okay. Anything else, Colin? It's done. Mm-mm. Okay. Thank you. All Thank right. you, Ginger. You're welcome. Please, Quinn. I appreciate um, the feedback. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Um, what do you want to do, brother? You want to go to your next talking point, um, which is um, a look into the historical women who broke ground, or I do have a comment here on, on Facebook from Rodney Jordan. It's your call. Yeah, we can go with, with his comment, and actually the next uh, place that we, are, we will be out of order is I wanted to talk about the healing process, the solution. Okay, to cool. Issue. So after we deal okay, with no problem. I definitely want to do, do the solutions. Okay, cool, no problem. Uh, Brother Rodney said um, he believes God outlined a plan in the beginning for the heavens and the earth, male and female, et cetera. He didn't give anyone power over anyone. No one is first, second, third, etc. Naturally, we were born with certain characteristics, men being protectors and providers, women being nurturers and caregivers, and so on. Men and women are not controllers of each other. The best example of the breakdown of the African-American home is the Willie Lynch letter, whether it is real or not pay attention to the content of the letter. And that completes his um, comment. Well, he came yeah, back he with God is first. Um, he completed it with, I don't know if you saw that part, God is first is what he completed it with. I have, yeah, I, I would have to say that, I, you know, I, I agree. There is no first. That's a, that's a patriarchal concept, that, and that's, that's my point. There is no first. We, we step stride by stride. And, again, when it comes to someone has to make a decision, and you lean to the most spiritual principle to make a, a, the, the decision, all spiritual uh, uh, decisions are going to always supersede uh, a logical decision. The spirit is more powerful than logic. So now we're talking about masculine and feminine. She is spiritual, you are logic. That is the reason why the decision finally lie with her, and the crazy thing is that we do it anyway. I don't know one man who has a, has a relationship that is uh, prosperous or has any longevity in it that makes the, the final decision in this house. I don't know one because if your woman is unhappy with that decision, there's a problem. Go ahead and go out and try to buy a car without her saying, okay, try that. Buy, buy a house or or. Uh, quit your job without her giving the final okay. Try that. You, you can't. Matter of fact, try to have a child without her. You can't. So if everything goes through her, whether we like it, whether we want to understand, it doesn't matter. It is what it is. And that's what's happening. But we are stuck like, oh, when a man's got to be the leader. No, we lead together. This is our stuff. This is our kingdom. We do it together. But we're just talking about a system that allows us to do that because this system doesn't. Mm-hmm. You guys, we have another okay. caller. You I, want I to don't... pull him in now? You have anything on your end, Anthony? Oh, no, go ahead. Go ahead with the caller. Brother, okay. Brother Lamiel, okay, buddy, that's fine. Okay. Yeah. I'm pulling in a caller with the last four digits of 1163. Caller, you're on the air with us. Caller, you're on the air with us. Hello, can you hear me? Yes, we can hear you Hello? fine. Yeah. 
Hi. I just wanted to say this is a really good conversation. Thank, Thank you, you, Brother Ra- Ramel, for the information. And everybody's input is good. I just want to say, like, a couple comments. Just what I'm listening and observing while I'm uh, listening. It seems like, like, for us, just talking about this issue, like, for, for us to say, oh, the man is the head and the man leads, people take that with ease. But as soon as you say, even if you just say the woman is equal and she uh, compliments him more than we we will realize, you know, people kind of, they they shy away from that or they don't really understand it. It's like it, it just shows how deep that we have been, like, brainwashed, you know, like to the point where that don't, that don't even make sense to a lot of our minds, you know. And it's that, it shows how far we have to go as women and as men, you know, like, because there's a lot of men that are not going to take that uh, message either. But I right. just, it's, like, really deep to just listen and hear, like, a lot of women callers that, that are refuting it even more, you know, not even realizing who they are and what they're supposed to be. And I just, I'm just grateful that you're putting that information out. And hopefully it'll resonate with everybody after the call in a few years, whatever. But I think it's, it's really urgent because, like you said, if we don't, what, what's the what's the quote? A, rate, a nation can rise no higher than a woman. It's true. Exactly. And you can yeah. see that now. Like you said, with the bickering of the housewives, like, you know, that's the number one thing. Reality TV with the women bickering with each other back and forth that has gained so much power. But in reality, we know why. It's keeping us where we're at. It's keeping the men uh, not respecting of us. It's keeping the men looking at other way, other where and other places to build a family or not, you know, just making babies all over the place, not respecting us. You know, nobody really respects us because we, we, we're, we look like clowns right now. And we don't even realize that we, it takes us just get that sense of dignity back and know that we do have a say. We need to have a say in our households where the man respects it so that we could get back. And, and like, I agree, if we don't ever get that in our head, we're going to stay suffering. It's going to stay, oh, the man leaves while we be submissive. But like you said, the the rate of women getting married is so low, period, for people, for black people, period, it's so low. So, I mean, we have to understand being submissive is one thing, but we have to get back to where we're supposed to be as women, and that is the throne. We have to be, like you said, we have to be the ones to get a man that power. But, you know, it, it needs to be more of an equal thing. But that's all I wanted to say. Well, thank, thank you. Appreciate it, Thank you. Appreciate you. Um, there's a, brother. Oh, go ahead, go ahead, brother. So, so there's, a, there's an old saying, and I'm sure a lot of the listeners have heard it, and, again, it just goes back to what we're talking about today, and it says that a woman gives up power to get love, and a man gives up love to get power. That in itself tells you the power does not reside with him. In order for the man to get power, he has to get it from the source. The source of power is her. And that that's, that's thing's been around before perceived me. We just don't get it. Absolutely. Absolutely. Uh, well, I, I just didn't want you to forget your point because I know you said you want to get into um, 
healing. You were saying mentioning something about healing. I know exactly yeah. what you're saying. But you said you want to talk about the healing phase of, of what we're discussing. And we do actually have a couple of callers, but I'm just going to say we may or may not get to you again because we want to try to make sure we at least cover these basic talking points. But go ahead, brother. Tell us about the healing phase of this conversation. You know, one of the, the first aspect of healing is realizing that there's a crisis. That's number one, that the realization is that there is a crisis. And that's such a powerful thing because as long as you don't realize there's a crisis, you never move to change anything. And, and our community right now really doesn't realize there's a crisis. We think that something's wrong, but we don't realize it's a crisis. And we have to realize that we are at death time 10. This, we are in a crisis because our babies are dying in the street. And we have to realize that, and, and then we can do something about it. But we have to admit that, we, that there is a crisis, and then we have to realize that we can do something about it. And, I, and so I tell people, study, study vibration, and, and just Google, Google. And, and, I, and, I, and I always tell people to Google because a lot of our community cannot always afford the books, but we, if we have computers, Google is free. And there's many websites that you can do research on. We're in the information age. So Google the vibration and color healing and just do your research on it. See if it resonates with you, and if it does, move forward on it. That introduces different vibrations into you that heal. Sound. It's foreign, and it may sound strange, but every single culture besides us over here on this continent, so-called black, Negro, colored, African-American, we're the only ones who don't do it. The Hindus, the Asians, Europeans do it. Just us. We're the only one who believes in the spookism that says stay away from that because that's the devil's stuff. But it's not. Those vibrations are, are ruling your planet right now. When you get into that, then you understand how powerful the womb is. Get back to realizing that when the, when the Heliotech or the Bible talks about the Ark of the Covenant, that was not a thing that was literally carried around. The Ark of the Covenant was actually your promise to the Creator for you to bring in beings into this planet. That's the, the Ark is the, is the belly. The Covenant is the promise. And you have to, as a queen, start holding on to your promise with the creator that you made. It's your ancestors made. And we can start, we can start there. You know, get into, your med- get into your meditation. But one of the most powerful things, and I asked my queen this, and I asked, you know, some other women this, start small groups in your community where you get together mm-hmm. and you study together. Start to grow with the other women that are around you who will receive the information, who are trying to give and receive, and start rebuilding the unity. Don't worry about the men. Don't worry about us right now. Do that. Because once the men see you coming correct, we have no choice but to come correct. Men don't buy fancy cars because we want to impress other men. We buy cars and homes and dress a certain way, get our hair cut, because we're trying to have that resonate with you. 
So you you have no need to worry about men. Men worry about you. Get yourself together. Get in those groups, though. Start formulating those groups. Start calling up your friends, hey, let's start a book club. But not a book club about the, the, the sex novels and the mission. No, get a book club and read about spirituality. Read about your history. Have those discussions. I was so impressed, um, what was it, yesterday, that my queen told me there was a, uh, a woman's, um, Asiatic woman's book club out here that was discussing um, the prison industrial complex. And, and a book a sister had wrote about it. And she, wrote, she read to me some of the questions, and I was just like, wow, that's it. That's the most powerful meeting a woman can be at on Sunday. That's it right there. And so when you, that, that's the process. That's the beginning of the process. And, and, and do you all have any other suggestions or thoughts on that um, or any other direction that you want to go, on that, go into that even, even deeper? Um, not not on my end, you know. We can kind of just go into the, the third talking point. I believe it's the third talking point. Um, a look into the historical woman who broke ground. And the reason I don't have any comments on what you just said because you know I 100% agree with you. And, and and you know you said it you said it like no other. And for everybody who's been texting and commenting and, and inboxing, I appreciate on both ends on on this connection. I think this is probably going to go down to be one of our best shows on both networks, and we really appreciate it for you guys hanging in there with us and, and sharing your thoughts and comments and stuff like that. Um, Tammy, unless you have anything, can we go into the third point? Um, do you all want to take any more callers? Because we do have uh, one from the 925 area code that has been waiting for, for a while. So I'm okay with you guys. Yeah, I'm okay, okay with you because the, the last point okay. um, is um, going to go by pretty quick. Okay. All right. Pulling a caller in from 925 area code with the last four digits of 9806. Caller, you on the air with us. Thank you for calling. Thank you. Islam, Islam, and Hotel to all. Islam, this is the brother Ramiel Bay. This is the brother Emmanuel Hill calling from California. Islam, Islam. And um, I, I, I will table my comment because you really, you really, um, Stated what I was going to state in uh, reference to the uh, the sister uh, earlier. So yeah, I'll just table my comment and let you just move on to the next next point, brother. Okay. Okay. I, I appreciate uh, you, you calling me in, brother. My pleasure. Peace. Thank you. Okay. The, the other thing that I wanted to add to that healing process is is um is a couple of different is just three different things that I'm not going to speak on, but I'm just going to throw them out there. Um, the queens need to get back to self-love and self-identity. The reason that the word, when dealing with your hair, is called cosmetology and has the root word of cosmos is because the scientists know something about your hair that you don't. And it doesn't matter whether you like this subject or not, um, like I said, at this point, we're in a crisis, so I'm speaking real, real bluntly about it. You, you have to stop killing your hair. That hair, go back and read the, the biblical account of Samson. Even though it's mythology, understand what he was saying about his hair. Your hair is extremely powerful. That's why they keep giving you these concoctions to fry it. Get back to being yourself. 
stop trying to look like somebody you don't. There's no reason to walk around trying to look like an Anglo-Saxon woman. And I've had these discussions, and most women don't like it, but it is what it is. This is what's going on, and I want, I want every queen who's listening to do the research on it. If I'm wrong about, the, about what cosmetology means, if I'm wrong about hair, look up the different ethers, E-T-H-E-R-S, ethers of hair. Look it up. If I'm wrong, let me know. Please, let me know. But I'm not. Mm-hmm. Your hair is, is very, very powerful. Get back to that. Yes, Get back absolutely. to yourself, love, your self-identity. Forgive yourself absolutely. for your past mistakes. You have to forgive. You can't live with what you did yesterday. And I'm speaking of the many things, the many wrongs that you've done that are holding you back. And realize, though, that you still have to live with that karma. And once you do those things, then, then you'll see that the healing process, although it can be uh, time-consuming because you have to live with your karma, if you're not doing right, all of a sudden just because you start doing right does not mean that you're not going to have to live with your past mistakes. But once you clean that thing up, you'll find that your existence is so much more cohesive mm-hmm. and you have so much more unity. When you start seeing another queen and you're like, that's my sister instead of that's my rival, when you see her dressed well, and instead of calling her, oh, look at her, she must think she's fine. Don't do that. Compliment her. Because she is a reflection of you, and you are a reflection of her. And every time you want to fix your mouth to say something negative about someone else, it really comes from an insecure place. You're insecure about who you are, so you are attaching your insecurity and reflecting it off on someone else by insulting them. Psychologists will tell you that. You can, if you don't believe me, look it up. Absolutely. And real quick, real briefly, when you when you speak about hair, because I, I try to have a conversation with a lot of queens and my sisters as well, and it, and it don't go well at all, uh, even to the point <laughs> if I offer to. I mean, brother, you know, you know what I mean. You know, even to the point, even to the point. Even to the point when I offer to pay to get their hair done, you know, to, if, if they want to go the natural route. I've even done that, and it still don't go well at all. Um, I don't know if you got maybe, – maybe Tammy can help us with this because we need, we need some queen leadership to know how do you have that conversation with women when you're really trying to just be helpful towards them spiritually and help, help them realize how much power they really have, especially when it comes to their hair because – your hair is your antenna. It's what helps you connect spiritually and vibrate. Okay, well, I'm gonna see if I can help, but I don't know how much help. I'm because I'm 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 gonna look at both angles here because there's a difference between natural and some of this other stuff I see. Now I'm I'm just gonna keep it real. Some some of this hair I see, it if they need to do something to it. Comb it, something. I'm sorry, I'm just going to keep it real. We used to be natural but neat and pretty, but some of this stuff is not natural, okay? Now, with putting all this six-inch whatever it is, I don't agree with that either. We can, if, if you're going to go natural, comb your hair. That's what I'm going to say. If you're going to put the weave in, let it look natural or something. All this six inches wide here, you spending four or $500 every time you go, but your children, in some cases, most cases, don't have the basic needs. See, we got to keep it real because all this about 
what women, what men are doing, women are allowing it. We don't respect ourselves, so why wouldn't men straighten up? Why would they come in mm-hmm. and, and, and help, let, them, let us help them or even help themselves? Why? As my grandma said, because they're getting the milk mm-hmm. for free. Why are they going to treat you right mm-hmm. in the home when you let them dog you and come in your home? They're not even mm-hmm. creating homes for us to go to. They're coming in your house, laying up, living on you before they mm-hmm. say, I do. So, I mean, we are mm-hmm. lost. Hair, nappy, straight, whatever you want to call it, scandal, we are lost. And in my opinion, it's because we've gotten so far away because my grandmother did it. My grandfather led his house. My grand, my, now, I, I agree with you to the point of the energy because my grandmother could look at my granddad exactly. and he, she wouldn't have to say a word. He knew what she was saying. And I remember seeing that for the first time, like, she just told my granddad he was doing something wrong and she didn't open her mouth. But see, in, in addition to that, my grandmother was a respectful woman to her mm-hmm. community, to herself, mm-hmm. to God. She prayed. She, I mean, she walked in the room and changed the atmosphere. Mm-hmm. So it's just got to get back to us. And when I say get back to us, I also, my word that I use is God. God did it for me. Mm-hmm. If y'all mm-hmm. can call it vibration, energy, whatever, my life changed, and, and when I was carrying Brandon, I wasn't right. My mental state wasn't right. I had broken heart, broken mindset, all of that. But my prayers got me through, and my desire to change my life and do better for the young man I wanted to bring up in this world. Mm-hmm. So we, we disrespect each other. We don't treat ourselves right. It's just you've got to love yourself. Like you said, Anthony, mm-hmm. I can't put myself last. I cannot, and I don't. But once you realize who mm-hmm. you are and you are happy with you, you're not worried about what the next person doing because you're so busy trying to lift them up from where they are. What we got to learn is start mm-hmm. lifting the ones up who's ready to come up and out. And when you get exactly. ready, mm-hmm. call me. I'll come back and help you out. But we're spending too much energy on the mm-hmm. ones who don't want to come out, ain't ready. Mm-hmm. And, and to add, add to that, Sammy, if, if you just think about I can just think about for me, when I come into a situation and you can just feel the energy in the room or wherever you at, and I'm able to bring a little positive energy into the room and kind of change it and kind of shift the house a little bit, and I figure, like, if I'm able to do that as a man, as a king, just imagine what you just mentioned about your grandmother and our queens, if we really, if they really knew the power they had. You know, you guys can really shift. And just like Brother uh, Romeo just mentioned earlier that, don't worry about the men. Don't worry about the fact that um, we're not getting it or we're a, little, we're a few steps behind or whatever the scenario is. If you, the queen, be who you truly are, spiritually connected, and you take care of the child, the man will follow if you put that energy in the right source. He will follow because he will have no choice but to follow. And, and I'm seeing that. You know, I'm seeing that in, in the essence of the real man. Um, I, not, I know a lot of sisters are frustrated. I kind of heard that tone a little bit, in my opinion, when Ginger called in. The frustration is there. I get that. Um, I, I understand that. But still, I believe that our queens have the power to change anything that needs to be changed within this community, the city, the nation, the world, and the universe if we tap into it. So everything and, and too, I think, because... 
I'm sorry, I'll say this real quick, because, again, they, women put so much focus, they put their life, their value on if I have a man. And that means they do whatever it takes to get a man or try to keep a man, any kind of man, any piece of man. And that kills them spiritually. It kills, there's no relationship, there's no value, and it kills women. You can, you can do a show and talk about fish, and a woman will turn that show into a relationship with a man. I'm serious. It's like that's, that's all <laughs> no they're doubt. looking for, minus everything else, not understanding. If that's what was going to make this work, then everybody would have a man and it would be working. we got to fix ourselves. we got to learn to do without a piece of a man and have a whole you than deal with. And I'm, women and men, it goes both ways. But, again, we're seeking yeah, yeah, oh yeah, absolutely. the world. Absolutely, absolutely. I'll shut up. Um, I, I've been. I don't know if you've been doing it in your chat room, Tammy. I just let you know because at ten o'clock it will the show will end as far as the streaming part, so you won't be able to hear us online. But you can call in to either number, either Tammy's number or my number, if you want to continue to listen to the show. Because on my end, I'm fine with time. So if, if brother, if you fine with yeah. time and Tammy, you okay. fine with time, this can kind of just to kind of go over the 10 o'clock mark, but I'm just letting the listeners that, because I know this, you know, both our network streams all over the place, that if you want to continue to listen to this part portion of the show live at 10 p.m., you would have to call in to either 347-326-9139, and then uh, um, Tammy's network number is, is uh, 818-697-406. That's 818 Seven four zero six for Tammy Network and for my network three four seven three two six nine one three nine. If you want to continue to listen to this show live, uh, other than that, um, brother, where you want to pick up, you know, from here? Well, you know, I know a lot of our queens always think that, uh, for lack of a better term, we pick it on them when we're talking about the hair. So I'm, I just I'm going to go into the story, the myth, the mythological story of Samson for a second because I think that. You ask the question about what can we do. Education is really the key, and because we lack that, that's why we're in the state we're in. But if you go back to the story of Samson and Delilah, and please look at, look this up in your heliotech or what you call your Bible, um, look it up, mm-hmm. and he'll tell you when when Delilah kept pressuring him about why about where his strength strength comes from, he wouldn't tell her. Then he then what he did, he said, my strength is my connection. I mean, excuse me, my hair is my connection. Mm-hmm. When he chopped it off, he lost everything. Now, the Bible mm-hmm. is written on two different levels, esoteric and exoteric. The exoteric is given to the slave class, and I'm just speaking bluntly because this is, this is what it is. The esoteric is give, given to the slave class who pays the bills. The esoteric is given to the people who run the world. People who are understanding esoterically understand that what your hair, what, what Samson was saying is that your hair is your antennas. This is where you get TV antennas, car antennas. Mm-hmm. All your antennas um, or mimic your hair. The Asiatic mm-hmm. woman and the Asiatic man's hair coils, spirals, just like the universe. It is, it is made in the image of the universe. When she cut off Samson's hair, she cut off his attachment to the universe. Mm-hmm. 
That's why, as the story goes, when it grew back in its natural state, he regained his spirituality and was able to fight and, and do what he needed to do to survive. Now, that is the reason why, and I want everyone to think about this, every single time there's a movement in the quote-unquote black community, every movement that amounts to anything shows the sisters with what? Afros and natural hair. Mm. There's not Dang. one movement. There's not one movement where you see women with perms as an effective movement. Mm. And I'm not knocking you. What I'm showing you is, is what the world knows. This is the <laughs> reason why these cocks and things were introduced into our society. Is because the women, every single movement was started by a woman. There's not one man who started any movement. All these women had something in common, their hair. Mm -hmm. When you look at the Panthers, when you look at the uh, uh, Nation of Islam women, these movements have something in common. The women show up as themselves, and they have a spirituality that is second to none. And once you introduce these things that allow them to start to, to lose themselves, then you win because she... Her spiritual connection to the universe is the one that feeds the baby. She's the first teacher. Wow. And we and, and our sisters wow. really got to understand that. And we don't have time to play with it no more. I don't care if you don't like it. Because I'm, I'm going to keep saying right. it until you get it. Right. Because you, you no have doubt. to keep that stuff out your head. Stop frying your hair. Let it spiral. Tell me it's right. Don't walk out of the house looking crazy. You know, mm -hmm. but keep, keep it right. We love you to be you. You were, you were perfect coming out of the womb. We don't want you looking like an Albion Anglo-Saxon woman. If your hair is, is six inches, fine. We're okay with that. We don't need it down to your butt. You want it there because you think that's what we need. No, that's what the Albion woman does, and now she's got you mimicking her because she's been told to the world that she's the ideal uh, um, image of beauty. But guess what? If you go back to the early 1900s and backwards, 1900 and backwards, you will find that the women in, at, coming out of Africa were considered the most beautiful women in the world, and that in, in all European countries, if you had not slept with an African woman, you were not considered to be fully entitled to the throne yet. Do the research. Wow. Good stuff. Um, I just want to make a quick announcement. I didn't realize... Um, Tammy actually had to go somewhere in about, what, about 10 minutes, Tammy? Yeah, yeah. Okay, no uh, problem. So I don't, I'm not sure. Tammy, do you know if people can still call in to the show, even though the show is technically ended, as long as we keep it, keep it open? Because I haven't ended it on my end or your end. The only reason I'm asking is because if so, I'll keep the show going, and they can just, your callers can call over to my end, and we'll still finish up, and then at least we'll have the archive. Yeah, just, okay. just see I if you can call in for my show and see if it pops up. And then so we can just continue it on my end, and that way we'll have an archive for people to go back or, you know, people can shift over and, and listen to it now because we definitely want you to do what you have to do. Yeah, and I'm okay. I can, I can actually leave it up and running, but I'm calling in now to see if it allows us to call in. Okay. You guys can keep going. Okay. Okay. 
All right. Oh yeah. Okay, brother. Yeah. I mean, I'm 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 full of attention. You've definitely educated me, and it makes a lot of sense. And you're right. When I do think about the major movements that we've had in our community, there was always that sister there with the natural look, the Afro or whatever look you want to call it. But it is most definitely is natural, and I never even thought about that connection. Um, and man, thank you for that. But yeah. Yeah. When you go back to the '80s uh, with hip hop. Um, all of those, because hip-hop was a movement. If you go back to that, I mean, you'll see that hair was a big part of it, hair, hair on, on the masculine and the feminine. You know, it, it's interesting because I, that's a study I did because I wanted to see how powerful this thing was. If you go back to just a hip-hop movement of the late 70s and the 80s, you'll see the men showed up with flat tops. Now, this is the emergence of the flat top. Well, what what people haven't begun to understand about the flat top is the flat top was the men growing their hair out to mimic the elongated skulls of our ancestors. And if you go back and you look at the the meta-netter or what people call the hieroglyphs, you'll see that our ancestors had long skulls. And And the men's way of of tapping back into that part of their consciousness was to grow their hair out long. The women, if you go look on, on, at the hieroglyphs, you see that the women had braids. Um, they had all types of things, but it was, it was natural. And those things become very important because you can't heal a nation unless you're yourself. It just doesn't work. And so that's why that meditation, that prayer, all those things, it matters. I don't care what, what club, uh, religion that you're a part of, it doesn't matter to me. I don't even care because we can, we can deal with that later, but we, right. can get, we need to get to you being yourself right now. And we need to get right. to you getting, getting back to healing the children, the male and the woman healing the children. And, and, and once that happens, we're fine. But as long as we keep the... The the the, uh, the so-called rap on this on there today. Keep watching these shows where you have the Negro bed witch and and the women are, are glorifying it, and uh, you have you know the, the all the porn tapes for all the celebrities coming out. As long as that's what we're putting in our system, mm-hmm. then we're, we're we're destructing ourselves without anyone even wow. helping help us at this point. Right, I agree. And one quick announcement. Um, I we we've learned that once the show has ended, they won't allow you to call in. So all the callers that's still remaining, you'll still hear the show until we to I actually end the episode and and to uh, Tammy actually end the episode. But any new callers that's trying to come in, um, I apologize, but this will be available for you as far as the whole archive. You'll be able to listen to the entire archive to play back after 10 p.m. Central Standard Time. But we're gonna try to. Um, finish at least all the talking points, and then maybe um, me, um, Brother Ramiel, and, and Tammy and get together and discuss if we would try to do another show at a later time to kind of cover some other things that we didn't finish tonight or whatever the case may be. Um, Tammy, you still here or are you gone? I'm still here. Mm-hmm. Okay. Just let me know whenever you leave out. Yeah, I know you said you're okay. going to leave everything up and Brandon going to watch it for you, but just let me know when you leave out. Okay. And um, before you do leave, thanks again for, you know, connecting me and, me and Brother Ramiel. When was that, like late last year, early last year? I right. appreciate his connection. I actually have an opportunity a lot of times to talk to him off the air 
and I appreciate that as well before we continue on. Um, and give any closing remarks, because I know you have some stuff that you got to do, so give any closing remarks that you want to give before you leave out. Oh, I'm good. I'm going to stick around for about maybe about five more minutes max, so so I'm good. I just want to thank everybody for hanging on, you know, this long, because we still have a good number of callers on this end as well, so I'm just going to leave it up and going. Um, now, you won't be able to select the number one to comment or anything, so just keep keep going, and I thank you guys for listening in for the length of time, and thank everybody. So was there any other um, questions that, that um, we needed to uh, entertain to get the answers out to, uh, to that maybe we missed, or was there any questions that, um, that you all can think of that, that the answers will be imperative? Maybe we can just deal with that before we get out of here. Um, basically, what I'm gonna do, because I do know a caller that wanted and had something to say, so I'm gonna bring her back on because she's still in the queue, and we can just go from there. And then after that point, you know, whatever you want to wrap up with or whatever. But again, there's no rush from my end, so you can still continue okay. this point and go into your last point. Uh, you know, so just let me know whenever you want to end. In other words, brother. Okay. All right, uh, Jamie, if you're still there and still want to comment, I'm, I'm bringing you in now. Hello. How you doing? Good. How are you guys? Great, great. Did you have Thanks. another question or comment? I know earlier you did. It's been a while. But. Why do I, I have a comment? I was just like, I really, 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 like a hundred percent, like agree with you and everything you're saying. And I, it's good to know that somebody understands because I sometimes you think you're the only person that gets that, and. I really do see what you're saying, and it's funny. I've been having a conversation with men that I've been, I've been, I've been dating, not too much, but kind of dating. But I've been having like really, I've been saying stuff to them that, to me, I'm just speaking from my um, my intuition and not from my head. And what I've learned that when I speak from my intuition, it sticks with men. And so mm-hmm. this one dating experience, this guy, he's a mother's. He was a mama's boy, and I could now it makes sense to me why he's so clean, gung ho to his mother. So we had this little debate, and he said to me some random stuff like, "The only um, no, he was nagging me," and I was like, "Well, you're nagging me," and he's like, "No, the only woman I nag is my mother," and I came out her vagina, and, I, and it was just he said it like that. But then I said to him, I said, "Well, you need to," I said, "It's time to leave your mother's vagina and come to." A real woman's vagina, but I, I, it, it falls along with the conversation that you say. Like, men, <laughs> I can see why you have men who are very close to their mother, and because she, she, you know, she has that, like you said, that women have that. And they are, until they trust a woman to, to the regards where they have confidence in their mother and where they see you in that sense, not necessarily their mother and, you know, you guys get what I'm saying, but they won't trust women so they feel the same that this woman makes them feel as if their mother makes them feel, I think. And it makes sense, like nurturing and being there, and women need to get back there. We're fighting men, and we're battling with them. But I think one of the struggles that I face is that you want to nurture them, but we're, it feels like it's a fight. And I was like, we're not trying to fight with you. We're not trying to compete against you. We're trying to be on your side. And so I don't feel like 
that's where a position of me and some of my friends feel like. It's like, I don't want to fight you. I don't want to argue. I don't need to argue everything. Like, I was raised with the father. So I'm like, okay, let's let's talk about the facts and let's move on. But you have a lot of times where men are taking on traits of their mothers and it's become more it's a naggy type. It's the roles are reversing in a sense. And I'm like, what is this about? Like, why is this shifting? I believe we're one. Once you meet that one, that you become one. There, the roles. There isn't really a role. It's about you together as one. So I do feel like people talk about roles and all this stuff, but when you're a team, it just it balances itself out. And I've had those connections, and then people, and then the guy would fight it. And I'm like, we could have been good. Like we were a team. We had each other's back. You know, it was no arguments, and even if we did argue, it wasn't even argue. We didn't want to argue with you. It was like, we're sorry. So it really bothers me when guys, you have that connection, or you find that those connections where you actually work well together and you can get over the little things, and then you run from it. I do believe that you have a twin soul, and it's a lot, it's a lot, the human experience is a lot deeper than we no, and I really appreciate this conversation. So that's all I I get it, <laughs> and I agree. So I'm in agreement with, with you and this whole conversation. I really do. <laughs> okay, thanks, Jamie, for your comment. <laughs> yeah, we're gonna try to wrap things up, but I appreciate you as always. Thanks. Yeah, Thank you. Well, I, I will say uh, in closing to the Queen's comment is that um, uh, your son comes here to do your will. Mm -hmm. And I know that's hard for a lot of people to understand, but remember that men are sons first. And I'm not not speaking of um, intertwining of marriage and romanticism. I'm not even speaking of that. What I'm speaking of is the fact that even if you're married to a man, he steals your son. And that, again, this goes back into why it's called masonry, my and son. It's not mother and father. It's my and son. This is why the figurines, for whether you're talking about Catholicism or, or whatever, goes back to the matriarchal principle of the Madonna and the child, which is uh, Aset and Haru. It's my and son. Mm-hmm. So it's natural for a son to, to come out and spread the wings in the direction that his mother has pushed him in. Now, that's a whole different thing than a man not understanding and wanting to leave his mom's breast. That's a different thing. But I'm speaking of just the fact that, you know, that is what um, men come here for. So when women really understand their power, they manifest spirit in men to do what needs to be done. They have to just get back to themselves being spiritual. And when they do, you see a person like Tammy, look at her son. You see Tupac, look at Athena Shakur. You know, mm-hmm. and, and, and when we get it, then then it's a wrap. It's a wrap for when we start to have this understanding, it's a wrap. The world becomes our oyster once again. But until that, we mm-hmm. are, until we get it, then we everybody else is food. Wow, good stuff. Um, 
So are, are we through with the third talking point? Can we lead into the last one or, or any, anything that you yeah. want to get out there? Like I said, I'm fine on time. No, no, that was it. Um, really, okay. the, the last one was just speaking of just a couple of women um, who have made some um, changes. And, and the one that I really want to bring out was Queen Hatshat Six. And she's someone who's kind of buried in, in, in um, historical chronicles because of, of what her stepson did. But Hatshat Sit was fighting to bring the matriarchs back. And she, her dynasty, if I remember right, was um, 1900 B.C. If I remember, I might be a little off on the year, but I think it was around 1900 B.C. Hatshepsut was the child of Atmos II. When he made his transition or died, she stopped her her son. Okay, so she she was the son. I mean, the daughter of Atmos I. She was the wife of Atmos II, who was her stepbrother. Okay. When, when Atmosis II made his transition, she stopped her, her stepson, who was Atmosis III, from ascending to the throne. And she did that because Atmosis III at the time was young. But even as she grew mm-hmm. older, because she understood the matriarchy, she fought to stay in power, and she, she ran Ikupta, uh, what we call Egypt, for over for about twenty years. When Atmosis the third ascends to the throne after her transition, she was about forty years old or so, from what they're saying. He erased everything all the um well, I shouldn't say all he erased a lot of the depictions of her. Now, what was interesting with her when you study her is that you, you this is a part where you start seeing a lot of the change. You start seeing that the men were mocking her um, because she refused to let Atmosis III take the throne. Mm-hmm. So she would dress up like a man. She would wear the, the fake beard. And she even had depictions of herself painted uh, on the lines of being masculine, like with big muscles. Sometimes she'd have her okay. breast not there and so on and so forth to mock the men. But the reason that she becomes important is because a lot of the things that we see happening in, as far as trade came through her, but no one ever speaks about it. The trade route, oh, okay. the trade route that goes from Asia to Africa, the silk, what's called the Silk Road, was set up by her. And, and without that trade route, she, I mean, excuse me, the, 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 the world, Asia and Africa, at this point, would have had a harder time connecting. She set up that, that Silk Road. That Silk Road ends up going all the way over into Europe uh, and so on and so forth, and the Silk Road was a trading route of merchants. So she was the person who literally connected the world in merchants, with merchants so that people okay. could trade what, what they had. Without her, then the whole the whole system of, of trade and things like that at that time at that time would not have existed, and the the, the patriarchs who came after her continued that without modification for the most part. But that was from from her, and so again she was erased 
in history. Um, my utmost is the third that he came to the throne, and, and people debate on why, and so I won't even go into that, but that, that was one person. Uh, any questions about her before I bring up the second, who's the last person? No, I don't have any. I know Tammy just texted me and said she had to run, so now nah, you okay. can go ahead, bro. You have uh, Hypatia, H-Y-P-A-T-I-A, Hypatia. Now, and, and because they're high, they hide who she is, uh, and so they, they make her into a European that she wasn't. Um, she was from Ikuta, um and she was Egyptian. And they hide, the, they hide who her mother was so that they can hide her identity. But she was one of the first female mathematicians. And she taught the men mathematics and cosmology and astronomy. She carried on the legacy of Ptolemy, uh, not Ptolemy, um, oh well, I'll come back to the name. She carried on um, the legacy of one of the other scholars. And because okay. she, she, she deal with cosmology and things like that, and she was so much smarter than a lot of the men because her father was a mathematician. The men, especially the Christians, hated her, and they would mock her and say that she was teaching witchcraft and so on and so forth. And mm-hmm. she was so hated that when she died, the Christians in, in, in Ikuta skinned her alive and paraded her through the street. But she was one of the wow. first female mathematicians who kept the science going, uh, and she was from Alexandria in Ikuta. Wow. Wow. Did I lose you, brother? No, I'm here. That, that was just, those oh, are the okay. two that I, was, that I wanted to bring out just to show the different sides of it, that we had, you know, women in antiquity um, okay. who were masterful thinkers, who made huge contribution, contributions to society as we know it today, and who without them in a lot of ways, um, we, the world wouldn't have changed and evolved in certain aspects for the positive. Okay. Okay. Well, before we start wrapping things up, what I, what I really want to do is to um, give you an opportunity to give us any of your contact information that you want to provide or any um, resources that you want to provide as, as far as for anyone who wants to try to do a little homework or research on their own to further the cause. And, again, brother, you know, thank you for taking this time out to, to enlighten us on this information. Okay. Um, I always give out this website on the show um, because I think it's one of the, the best ones that, that anyone can tap into. Um, but it's RV, R as in Robert, V as in Victor, Bay, B-E-Y, publications.com. And that's going to talk about a lot of um, principles that we need to get back to and stand on now. Um, You have another website that's going to deal with language, understanding language, because that's important, understanding words, etymology, linguistics. Um, It's called Moorish, M-O-O, excuse me, M-O-O-R, 
I S H Civilitan C I V I L C I V I L I T O R dot com dot net. Excuse me, civil letter. Civil letter. Okay. Those two websites are a good start um, for people to, you know, do research. You can also just Google books. Um, there's a book from Drusilla Dungy Houston. Drusilla Dungy Houston. And again, if you make a mistake on the cell and put it in the Google search engine, and it'll bring it up for you. Uh, it's called Wonderful Ethiopians and their ancient Kushite empire. Wonderful Ethiopians and their ancient Kushite empire. That's going to talk to you about the navigation, uh, how we navigated around the world, the different sciences that came from us, and so on and so forth. Absolutely. Um, Anything else? As far as my contact, they can just contact me, send me a a message or something uh, on Facebook, and I usually just leave it uh, as as that because if I say, when I give give out the number, I end up staying on the phone all day and can't get too much work done. So I usually just take questions Mm -hmm. if someone sends me a, a message, I need to answer that question um, and make sure they can get the answers they need that way. Okay. Okay, great, brother. Any any last um, thoughts or anything you want to leave the listeners? Because everybody, hasn't nobody hung up on my end, so we still got a full house. Any last thoughts about overall yeah. what you feel the steps we should take or any motivating words, anything that come to mind? Well, no. Not that we haven't covered. I think that, you know, for the most part, like we said, the only people who can build or who can destroy are the people who can build. So our queens are the key. And I don't want any of the queens to think that in any part of the show that this was about, you know, beating up uh, on them when we get into the hair or when we get into clothes or the wolf message. It's not. This message comes from love. It also comes mm-hmm. from the fact that I, we understand that we are in a crisis situation, and without you, this thing does not change. You know, the world has basically made you think that you have to wait on men to stand up because they know that a man does not create anything. creates mm-hmm. nothing. But, so, you have, so because they know that, they can give you and they can feed you that nonsense. So what we're trying to do on the show today is to take the time to reverse that, to give you right. the truth. And sometimes the truth, the truth hurts. Sometimes it, it feels like you're being bashed and you're not. You're not. You're being given a message of love, and so you have to stand up. You have to, you know, if you have questions, you have to ask them. Um, and that's pretty much it. we got to stop being embarrassed about saying, I don't know, and, and because I don't know is one of the most powerful things you can say because that, then you can ask someone yeah, to give you the information. Absolutely. I mean, and that's that's one of the big, biggest lessons I've learned over the past couple of years. Just 
But I think even with conversations me and you have, you ask me something, I tell you, brother, I don't know, and you enlighten me with the information. I think we all should get to that place because a lot of times I think um, I think society plays a role in that too, kind of makes us feel ashamed or, or some type of fear or doubt about ourselves if we just admit that we don't know something. But and right. when you don't admit it, you're losing insight on some possible great information that can change your life forever, not just for a moment, forever. So, you know, even like when I mentioned to you earlier and I asked you if you agreed or disagreed and you said you disagreed, I didn't have a problem with that at all because I want to know. You know what I'm saying? That's why I'm I'm asking because I want to know right or wrong what's going on. You know, I don't want to be in the I don't know. We all are students first. You know, and and you can never lose sight of that. You can never, ever lose sight of that. No one person on any conversation has all the answers. When you're talking to a person who has all the answers, you know, be weary. Be weary. Right. <laughs> no doubt. No doubt. So um, I'm going to let everybody get out of here. First, I want to thank all the listeners, all the callers who didn't hang up or call back in while the show was completely live. You will be able to archive the whole entire show. Again, thanks to Tammy, um, her son, Brandon, who took over on the, on the back end when she had to step out. Thanks to her listeners. Thanks for the Butterfly Evolution Show, uh, the Vibration Radio Network. And thanks again, Brother Romeo L. Bay for um, taking the time out. Um, I really do appreciate it. And we definitely connect soon because I think we got a show together in July on the Spice of the Life Survivor Radio Network yeah. that we're supposed to be yeah. teaming up with. So I definitely, um, again, again, I, I definitely get with you so we can discuss that further. So um, thank you um, again, listeners and everybody. And y'all just have a great evening and, and stay tuned for our next shows. Take it easy, brother. Hotel. Hotel. This is right. Lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car, before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. With Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.